Salvation Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the Word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist T.J. Malkanji. My brother from another mother, Evangelist Kofi Achempong. Hey, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me here again. I I really love you, man, and I'm really grateful to God for your life. I thank you. For, I thank God for you for answering the call and all the lives that you are impacting and touching. It is great. Absolutely, it's my honor and privilege to have you on. I've always, you know, for those of you who don't know us, maybe it's the first time you're watching. Um, me and Kofi together, but we went to Bible college together at North Point Bible College, uh, formerly known as Zion, and uh, we, we, we connected there. We became good friends there, and I'm glad we did because, you know, I think out of everyone from Bible college, I might talk to less than five people, but I'm glad that we connected there because uh, we've always carried the same spirit and the same vision and uh, the same faith and same mind and, and heart, and so it's, it's, it's been a joy knowing you. I've always been very uh, privileged to, you know, it, Kofi, Evangelist Kofi is one of the guys that whenever I'm in a pickle and I don't know what to do or I feel like uh, he's one of the guys that I, I call to get counsel from or just have, you know, have whatever his advice would be because he, he is a man of the word, a man of faith, and uh, a man of spiritual wisdom. And that cannot be overstated. So I'm excited for today. We titled this broadcast, Miracle Jesus. We already have 109 people. Let's get that number up. I know we're going to have a record number broadcast today. People have great anticipation. Even leading into this, the comments that have been left on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook have been great. So I know the anticipation and expectation is there, which expectation we've heard many times is the breeding ground for miracles. This is going to be a miracle-loaded broadcast. Get ready. Uh, for God touching, God to touch you. You know, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., he has that song, Are You Ready for a Miracle? And I want to ask you that before we move on to anything else. Are you ready for a miracle? I don't say that as some, um, you know, hype statement. I mean that because John 5, Jesus gets to the pool of Bethesda and he asks a man who had been lame and crippled there his entire life, he said, do you want to be made well? And I believe Jesus is asking that same question to you today. Whether it be physical, whether it be financial, whether it be just a life circumstance, do you want to be made well? Because the hand of God is extended your way to heal you today, to touch you, to turn your life around. We serve the God who can reverse the irreversible situation of life. He can change the unchangeable things. He can do and perform the impossible. We don't serve an idol that has eyes but cannot see or ears that cannot hear or hands that cannot do. Our God made the heavens and the earth and the psalmist says he has an ear that is able to hear. He has eyes that can see and in Isaiah it says he has a hand that is not shortened that it cannot save. He can still save. He's still in the business. You know Jesus said I must be a about my father's business miracles is the father's business and so today we're just we're just certified dealers of this but Jesus's business has always been miracles miracle signs and wonders matter of fact when you were born again Jesus said you are born by the Spirit of God you are born a supernatural being born again a supernatural being and as such you are not only uh, you are not only privileged to have a supernatural lifestyle and be uh, 
a, a recipient of a miracle, but you are entitled to a miracle lifestyle, to miracle living. You are a peculiar people. Your life should not look like everybody else's life. It should be vastly different. A royal priesthood, the Bible says. A peculiar people. Peculiar, it means odd. It means when people look at your life, they say that guy, that woman, is not operating by the same frequency as everybody else. Remember, Isaiah 8:18. I and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders. I want you to write down in the comment section, I'm going to pass it over to Evangelist Kofi, but before I do that, I want you to type down in faith in the comment section, I was created for signs and wonders. I was created for signs and for wonders. John 1:12. as many as received Jesus, to them gave he power to become something else a child of god you have exited the realm of natural living and you have entered into the realm of supernatural living and like oral roberts used to say you should make this confession too today i expect a miracle today i expect a miracle today evangelist kofi yeah as a christian you should be in anticipation for miracle every day because the bible sure. said for these signs i follow them that believe that in my name they shall cast out devils so the signs and wonders follows people that believe. I was actually thinking about um, in this line of subject yesterday, and one thing that I realized is that we quickly forget that God is a master craftsman. Let's put it that way. God is a master artist. Right. Everything he does is good. Everything he ever touched, everything he created was perfect. Many a times the hindrances or what the things that block people from seeing the manifestations of God's power in their life is because people have been taught wrong. People have been misinformed. Because when you come to the realization that God wants to heal you, and you believe it and you accept it, everything in you begins to seek out the healing virtue or the healing power of God. That's right. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Everything that God made, indeed it was very good. God created us in such a way that our soul, our spirit, and our body should work in unity. Mm. You know, I always think about it this way. If God is so good, then why would God give a man legs that cannot work? Or ears that cannot hear? Or lips or mouth that cannot speak? Everything God did is good. You have to realize that. If you don't get anything from this broadcast, one thing you should get, you should leave with you, that God is a good God. God is a good God. Everything he did. Whatever he did yesterday is good. Whatever he's doing today is good. And what he will do tomorrow is good. Exactly. That is something, if you could write it in your Bible, if you could write it somewhere in your house, keep it before your eyes that we serve a good God. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, the same today mm -hmm. and the same forever. So you see, 
This same Jesus, whom TJ preaches, whom I preach. The Bible said in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, that this same Jesus, God anointed him with the Holy Ghost. And he went about everywhere he went. The Bible says that he was doing good. So you see, God is good. Jesus is good. He is the same. If he was good 2,000 years ago, then he was good 1,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Then he is good today. Come on. And he would be good after we are long gone. We are dead out of this world. He will still be good. He said that I am the Lord God and I change it not. So you see, whatever Jesus is, whatever you read of him in the Bible, that is who he is. He does not, he didn't do one thing some years ago and all of a sudden changed his ways and said, you know what? I enjoyed helping people 2,000 years ago, but now I'm just sick and tired of helping, helping people. I opened the eyes of the blind 2,000 years ago, but you know, you are blind today. Good luck because what I did was for them and what I, what I do now is for you. If that happens, if that is true, then the scripture lies. Then the Bible is false. And the Bible says that the scripture cannot be broken. That's right. He says that the plans that he has towards you is good. So whatever good thing that he did, he has plans of good things towards you. One thing you need to understand as a believer, that though God is good and though God wants good things for his children, the Bible also speaks of the devil, the adversary. The Bible says that it is the thief who came to steal. Who came to kill and who came to destroy? It is the thief. So there is a thief. The Bible says that Jesus said, but I have come that I, you might have life That's right. and have it more abundantly. So you see, God has, Jesus has made his will very clear to us as children of God. He has made his ways very clear to us that we know that when he came, he came to give us life. The fullness of life, the life without sickness, the life without pain, the life without poverty, the life without reproach, the life without shame. Jesus came to give that. That is supposed to be the way of life of the believers. But when the Bible talks about a thief, when the thief comes, he comes to steal. What does he steal? He steals away your ability from enjoying the fullness of life. Mm. He steals away your rights to live in. Let me tell you this, when you are plagued with depression, where you can't even express joy, you can't even laugh, you can't even smile. You know, some people, and I've met people, you know, when you travel to minister like TJ and I do, you come in contact with so many people. A woman, I prayed for a lady last, yesterday, and she drove all the way from New Jersey to come and receive prayer in our church and she said to me that this is the first time in two years i'm coming out of my house oh. first time in two years wicked devil wicked devil to lock to imprison a whole human being yeah for two years locked up in the house because of the pain 
because of problems in her back, because of issues with her bones, locked up in a room. You know, there's some of you watching me. You, you are saying, you know, you, 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 you understand what I'm talking about because some of you watching me are in a very, very similar situations where the thief has stolen something from you. The devil has taken something from you. You know, you experienced, there was a lady I prayed for in our, actually the pastor was here yesterday. Both TJ and I, our friend, our mutual friend, our pastor Saul Hicks. I was in his church some years ago and there was this 70 year old lady we prayed for and God healed. And she told me the testimony of, after two or three months later, after, you know, ex knowing that God has truly healed her because she wasn't experiencing any of the symptoms again. She told me that for 50, over 50 years, she had experienced migraines. Man, that breaks my heart. Yeah. 50 years, life has been stolen from her. Experiencing headaches, severe migraines. 50 years. The devil, you know, your ability to enjoy life, the devil has taken away from you. Um, our dear sister Bonnie Monks, she said, that's my church. I love um, Bonnie Monks and her family. You know, for 50 years, the devil has plagued her with migraines. And sometimes the devil wants you to think that, you know what, this is okay. Um, maybe it is just a way of life. You lose because when you think that this is, it is God that is allowing you to go through these things, you lose the ability to fight against yeah. that thing and the ability to fight for your divine health. But the Bible also says that resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. So when the devil is able to deceive you and bring you to a place where you lose the ability to resist, then the devil continues to plague you and you receive it and you think that, you know what, this is just a way of life. This is just part yeah. of my life. And that is how people have been living. And, I, and, and it breaks my heart. The woman drive, drove all the way from New Jersey because she's been watching us and she came to the realization that this is not how you're supposed to live. She, she said to me that, you know what, I'm, I am alive, but I stopped living. There's people watching and you've stopped living. You've stopped living. You stopped living years ago. You stopped living months ago because you've done everything that you know how to do in your power to shake this thing off. But it seems like there's nothing working. Everything you do is futile. Everything you do feels... Actually, you know what? Whilst I'm speaking right now, the Lord is ministering to me. There is somebody with a severe headache and it usually comes on the, this part of your forehead. You feel it. You feel a tension and a pressure on this side and then it goes down into you, your left eye. As I'm speaking, God is healing you. That headache will disappear and it will never come back again in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So there's people that you stop living because you can't deal. You know, you've given up on what you are going through. There's people, you, you, you deal with such a severe pain that you can't even turn on the lights. Your house is, you live, you live in complete darkness. Darkness, total darkness. And it is the way, it is the devil's will for people because when sickness plagues a person, what it does is that you are not able to truly and fully believe God because, listen, when you are sick, it is very hard to have faith. It's the same way with poverty. When you are poor, it is very hard to have faith to do great things. The only thing you are thinking about is how to be healed. The only thing you are thinking about is how to pay your rent, how to pay your bills. 
So it is the tricks of the enemy to steal from you what God, the fullness of life that Jesus has intended for you to live. So that is why you should never take it lightly. You should never accept sickness and disease. There's supposed to be something on the inside of you that rises to fight against it. Oh, but thanks be to God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today and he's the same forever. Oh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all. If he's the same yesterday, today and forever, then he's healing all that are oppressed of the devil. He's yeah. healing all that are sick. He's healing all sicknesses even today. Even at this very moment, Jesus is healing sickness. That is the joy of knowing the truth. Because the Bible says that for you shall know the truth. And the truth will what would That's set right. you free. The truth would make you free. There is, there is something about being, there is difference between being set free and being made free. Because when a person, yes, yesterday I was dealing with a couple. Something happened which was very bad. But they could not see the magnitude of what they have done to them everybody was freaking out and to them they were like what is going on so you see that is the problem you can set somebody free from prison but they would not be made free because if they are still bound they know that you know what we are no longer confined to the small room we can go out and go into the grocery store but if they are not delivered if they are not made free from the mentality that ended them in ended them up in prison, they would end up going, in, going into the same place again. So the word of God makes us free. The word of God tells us, you know what, this is not what God intended. This is what God has for us. This is what Jesus has for you. Jesus wants you to live an abundance of life. Jesus wants you to have a full life. Jesus wants you to be healed. Jesus wants you to be delivered. Jesus wants you to be set free. Right. When a person knows that, at that very moment, that is the first part of your healing and your first part of, of your deliverance. That I want to be freed. I remember the story, and I like telling stories because it helps people, you know. I, I remember we were in Bible school with TJ, and I went to my home church at that time in Massachusetts. And I was in the Bible studies, and they were talking about the story of um, the story of Joseph and how his brothers sold him into slavery and that led, led him into being the prime minister in Egypt and whatever you know it unfolds. And one person, they were doing discussions and one person said that sometimes God would allow you to go through um, hardship on situations and that is a lie that we've been lied to for so many years so that God can use that to teach you a lesson or God can use that to bring you into a destiny. But, you know, that actually contradicts with scriptures because if God is good, then why would he allow you to go through hardship and go through trouble? It makes no sense because Jake, Joseph never admitted that it was the plan of God. What he said, that what you meant for evil, mm -hmm. God turned it around for good. That's right. But the Bible also says, for God, it shall, all things shall work together for the good, for those who are in God and are called according to his will. Right. So it doesn't matter if the devil has plagued you with sickness. God can use that sickness, turn it around, and make something glorious come out of it. That's it right. does not mean that it, is the, it was God that made you sick. You understand what I'm saying?
Yeah. It does not mean that. It, so that is the first step you must understand to receiving your healing. If you don't get it, that is never the intention of God. It's never the plan of God. It's never the will of God. If that does not resonate in your mind, if that does not click in your spirit, it doesn't matter how much we pray for you. You would pray for you and it would be just another prayer. It would be, TJ can pray for you, I can pray for you, and you would leave and go the same way. Mm. And that is why, because I believe that God is going to heal you. I believe that Jesus is going to set you free. I've seen that happen many times. I've seen that. We've seen, we have testimonies. We have many, many, many testimonies by the glory of God. We see that in our meetings everywhere we go. Whether we pray for the sick or we don't pray for the sick, the sick gets healed. Sure. Because he says that for these signs, I follow them. Is it because I'm, I'm, some, I'm something special? No. Is it because I am more anointed than, than some people? No. Is it because I, I, I'm from Africa? No. These signs shall follow them that believe. I believe it. I believe that Jesus is a healer. I believe that God wants to heal you. And I believe that God will heal you when we pray. Even before we pray, I believe that God is healing people that would open up their heart and receive this message of his saving grace and this message of his healing. The Bible talks about a woman. The Bible says that for this woman had an issue of blood. Man, that story always, every time I read it, that story touches my heart. It touches my heart because I believe that that woman is the greatest example given to us on how to receive not, not just healing, but anything from God. The Bible says that God, this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. Man, if you've ever met any person who has been sick for that long, they get to the point where they stop fighting. Because if you've been sick for that long, you learn to live with your problem. And not only was she bleeding for that long, if you actually want to cast your mind back, they lived in a generation where they, didn't, they were not privileged to have some of the technological advancements we have, some mm. of the medical advancements that we have. So some of the basic things that are basic to us today, like sanitary pads that is basic to woman, women, they didn't have access to those things. So just imagine a woman being on a period constantly for 12 years. You know, blood has a smell. They didn't have the, the, the perfumes and the things to wash your private parts and all those things. They didn't have all those things. So just imagine blood has a smell, you know. So she probably started giving on the foul stench. She smelled. And if you smell bad, your husband will probably endure you for a little while and probably leave you. So you have to understand the magnitude of her, what she was facing. At some point, her sickness could have probably become the least of her worries. Because if you are in that condition, you know, I'm a married man. If you are in that condition, your husband, you know, human, we, we all have human needs. Your husband probably has needs and she can't, you know, the wife can't satisfy him. So he probably left. The children don't want to come around you because mommy smells. 
And then in the Jewish law, in the law of Moses, if a woman is bleeding, they were considered unclean and they were supposed to be in uh, isolation until the period passes away. And they go through the cleansing period and then they would be allowed back into human being and into um, society. So just imagine she's probably lived, um, lived in isolation for 12 years. She was not allowed to gather where people gathered. So her family probably left her. Her friends probably left her. People, loved ones probably left her. Some of you, you, you can, you, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you, you probably is saying to yourself, preacher, you are talking about my story. You had many friends until you got sick. And in the first few weeks, the first few months of your sickness, people used to come around you. People used to call you. But now everybody is busy. Everybody have left. They've left you alone. They've gone their own way. And you are left alone. You are in that sickness. You are in that trouble. By yourself. You feel isolated. You feel lonely. You feel alone. You know, that is how, that is what people go through. That is why. I always believe God for people because when I think about this, is when I see this, is it breaks my heart. Because God never created any man or any woman to live such a life. God never created you to live such a life. It is the devil that wants you to suffer. It is the devil that wants you to be in pain. It is the devil that wants you to go through what you're going through. I love that you bring that up because it's one thing for me and Evangelist Kofi and God to be irritated by what you're going through and what the devil's doing to you. It's one yep. thing for us to be irritated. And he talked about it. There's some people who their faith has died. They have yep. come to a place of settlement with the devil. They've come to a place of acceptance. They have accepted the package and they've let it just stay and mold in their home. And you've come to a place where you have lost that initial fight you used to have because it's been prolonged. Yep. And because of it, you've, you've lost that fight. And remember, Paul says we are to fight the good fight of faith so that we may lay hold on that yep. which has come through Jesus. Jesus took stripes on his back to purchase for us physical healing for our bodies. But there is a fight of faith that has to happen for us to lay hold on that. And if your faith has died and it's no longer vital and there's no more strength in it, how can you expect yourself to fight the good fight of faith? That's why I believe that today, as Evangelist Kofi has been speaking, that faith has come alive again in many of your hearts. That there was a hope that had been deferred that made the heart sick. The Bible says hope deferred, hope de delayed, a desire that takes a long time to come. It makes the heart sick, depressed, weighed down, anxious, but the Bible says when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. I believe that that hope that you initially had, you know, hope is important. We talked about this this week. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance of things hoped for. Faith substantializes your hope. If there's no hope, if your hope has died out, you know, the Bible says Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. His faith was going to fail because his hope was going to be stripped away. Uh, faith substantializes hope. But hope has to be there. Hope is desire. Hope is expectation. Some people watching today, you may have had an expectation at some point in time. But that expectation has dimmed out. That expectation, the fire you had, has totally 
uh, it's gone out. Today, I believe the very first thing God's going to do, and we're going to pray at the end for you to receive a miracle, but I believe that at the, at, at the, uh, the beginning of this, I believe that God is sparking, igniting hope again in your heart. That faith, as you hear the word of God concerning his will for you to be healed, it, faith will now have something to substantialize, to bring to pass, to manifest in Jesus' mighty name. And I love how you said, Evangelist Kofi, you said that, it comes to believing the word. It comes down, the truth is what makes you free. Yep. I was doing a little study on this before and reading Bishop Oyedepo's book on exploits of faith. And he talked, he says something amazing. And I, I, it, it literally was probably one of the top five simple but greatest revelations that hit my spirit. And I'm, I mean, I almost ran around in my living room. That's how, how great it was. It got me excited. You know, rhema, it quickened into my spirit. He talked about how the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And it says that all things were made by the Word. And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. So the Word of God is the source of life for everything that has come to be. Matter of fact, in Colossians 1, it says that whether dominions, principalities, powers, things visible, things invisible, things in heaven, things on earth, all things were made by Him, for Him, through Him, and to Him. In the beginning was the Word. All things were made by Him and without Him. Nothing was made that was made. We were made by His Word. The breath that he breathed in Adam, that man became a living soul, a living being. He breathed on the dust, which the dust he had already spoke into existence. And then the breath is the same breath that God inspired the scriptures with. God breathed. So we were made by the word. We were conceived by the word. Everything that we see was made by the word. The trees, the mountain, the grass, the cattle. Everything was made by the word. And this yep. is what he said that totally, it, it got me running. Since all things were made by the Word, that anything the Word has made, the Word has the ability to control and manipulate. Hmm. Since all things were made by the Word, anything the Word has made, the Word itself, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, has the power to control and to change things in that thing. Wow. Your body was made by the Word. The same word has the power to turn that sickness into health. Hallelujah. 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 You know, you see this in Mark chapter 4. Jesus is on the boat with the disciples and they enter into a storm. And the storm was raging waves and raging storms. And the water began to fill the boat where they were traveling in. And the disciples running helter-skelter did not know what to do. They came to Jesus sleeping in the stern. The word is asleep in the stern because he had already given the word. We're going to the other side. He knew nothing could stop it. But they wake him up and says, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Jesus gets up. The word. Hallelujah. Man. Hallelujah. The word gets up. And he says, hush, be still. The wind, the Bible says he utters his voice and the wind blows. The wind is subservient to the word. Amen. The water, the rain, the storm is subservient to the word. So that's why Jesus, without even exerting any type of pressure, he just spoke, hush, be still. And the word 
the, the, the nature, the natural elements, the water, the wind, the, everything had to serve or subject itself to the desire of the word. Hallelujah. This is a key ingredient to receiving your miracle. This is yep. what the Ma Matthew chapter 8, the centurion man, this was the key ingredient for the miracle of his servant that was lying paralyzed at home, dreadfully tormented, and the Bible says in Luke, ready to die. He was ready to die. He had given up, done, ready to go, ciao. And yet the centurion tries one more thing. He sends and fetches for Jesus. Jesus comes on his way there. He sends a delegate of troops and he says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter in under my house. He was a Gentile man. He said, but I am a man of authority. And I understand how authority operates. I can say, com comes with your word. I can say to this one, do this and he does it. I can say to this one, come and he comes. I can say and it happens. I understand how authority works. And I know that you are the word made flesh and you hold, the Bible says he sustains all things by the power of his word. He said, I know that you can just speak the word and my servant will be made well. Jesus stepped back and said, whoa, great is your faith. I have not found faith like this, not even in all of Israel. And he said, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. The power is in the word. Hebrews chapter 2, I opened my Bible with this before. I wanted to read it. Hebrews 2, 4. God bore witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will, which we know his will is his word. So God bore witness. What did he bear witness to? You can know that in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Hebrews 2 says, God bore witness by miracles, signs, and wonders. We titled this Miracle Jesus. Acts chapter 5. The Bible says, where's it, where, Kofi, where does it say they stayed there a long while preaching the word and the Lord worked with them, granting signs be done by their hands? It's not Acts chapter 5. Let me, let me pull it up. I thought it was in Acts chapter 5. The Lord. Oh, Acts chapter 14, verse 2. I got it. Acts chapter 14, verse 2. Verse 3. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to what? The word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4 says, God bore witness with signs, wonders, and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. And Acts 14.3 says, they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord, speaking his word, and the Lord was bearing witness. Same word used in Hebrews 2.4. Uh, 2, bearing witness to the word, granting hmm. signs and wonders be done by their hands. So it's all in the word. The word is the custodian of the power of God. When you believe the word, when you receive, what is believing the word? It is, it is giving priority to the word. It is giving the word the final authority on any given matter. And in giving it final authority, it then begins to influence your confession and your actions in life. That's what yep. faith is. Faith That's is true. unshakable confidence in God's word, whereby it influences your confession and your action in life. And the Bible yep. says that that type of faith is like a lever that when you pull it, 
It releases the flood of God's miracle working power. I believe that flood is being released in your direction today. I Amen. see tumors dissolving in your body right now Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I see poverty being converted to prosperity this year as you begin to engage God in seed time and harvest in Jesus' name. I Amen. see depression exiting your home once and for all in Jesus' name. Amen. I see some of you, you've said this out loud. You may, may have never told anyone, but you've said it out loud to yourself. I feel like when I enter into my home, there is a dark cloud. That cloud is being dealt with right now. Amen. That cloud is leaving your home. It's dissolving. It's dissipating. There shall not be any dark presence in your home from today onward. For the light of God's word shall give entrance and pierce and dispel every form of darkness in your home. In Jesus' mighty name. If you amen. believe that, shout amen in the comment amen. section. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, the word, you know, the the story with the lady of issue of blood she heard about the word that's right when she heard it influenced her life and she began to speak hallelujah according to the word she said only if i could take the hem of his garment i i would be i would be made whole and the bible said that she began to move and act upon the word even though it wasn't favorable to her because that's in right. her condition According to the law, if she was found in public sight, she, was, she should be stoned to death. But because of her confidence in the word, and she knew that this was an opportunity for her life to completely turn around. Like today, you could set this moment yeah. for the opportunity for your life to be completely turned around. You know, um, Evangelist CJ has prayed, and I'm also going to pray for you. But there is... Something I always say at my crusades. I start off the crusade with seven steps, seven instructions. I said, I'm going to preach. And I have preached to you today. And I tell them that your job is to listen to me, which you have listened to me. And I'm going to pray. And your job is to believe in my prayer. And then Jesus would hear my prayer. Hallelujah. And Jesus would answer my prayer. And you begin to test yourself and do what you couldn't do before. And Jesus will heal you. And we give thanks to God. These are the seven steps. We're going to do that this very moment. I've, pre I've preached. And I hope TJ has preached. And I hope you believe the words that we have spoken. God, Jesus is a healer. Jesus will heal you. Jesus wants to heal you. That's right. When the guy in Matthew chapter 8, verse 2 came, the guy with the leprosy came to Jesus. And he says, The master, if be thy will, make me whole. Jesus didn't say that, you know what? I actually only heal crippled people. He says that I will. It is always the will of God to heal Amen. you. Amen. Remember what I said in the beginning God is a master artist, master craftsman. He made our body, our soul, and our spirit to work in unity. And God is going to put, make everything good. Remember yeah. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Everything God made, he said it was good. He made your legs to work. He made your mouth to speak. He made your ears to hear. He made your eyes to see. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. There is somebody watching me. Hardness of hearing in your right ear. I want you to put this finger in your ear and let me pray. And everyone that is sick in any part of your body, I want you to place your hand there. I'm going to pray for you. God will heal you. But listen to me. Listen to me. The moment I'm done praying, lift up your hands and begin to give thanks to God. And begin to say to the Lord, I thank you for healing me. And whilst you are doing that, begin to do what you couldn't do before. There is people that all of a sudden, God is going to give you a brand new disc in your back. Mm. All of a sudden, the tightness in your back would be loosed. There is people that are going to be healed of blood issues. Diabetes. All your the sugar in your blood will be regulated. I'm telling you this by the Spirit. I'm not just making up stuff. All of a sudden, your eyes would begin to be cleared up. I want you to do this for me. The moment I'm done praying, the moment you feel a difference, Hallelujah. write it in the comments. The moment you feel a difference, give God's glory back to him. Because what that does is that when you begin to thank God, you're actually releasing your faith. You know that it is done. The Bible said that she was healed, then she felt healed. So you see, the healing took place before she felt it. So the moment you feel better, write in the comments what God is doing in your body. There is somebody watching me. You've been believing God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, there's going to be something bubbling up in your stomach. Do not hold it back. Do not begin to reason and say, what is this, it or not. Allow the Holy Ghost, yield your mouth with the Holy Ghost and, let, and begin to speak in tongues and begin to let it bubble out of your belly. There's somebody watching me with abdominal problems. God is going to heal you this very moment. Your fibroids will disappear by the oh, hand yeah. of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. New cartilage in your knees. In the name of Jesus. Listen, there's somebody watching me with hip problem. I want you right now begin to move your hips. Begin to move your body. Begin to bend. Begin to stand. Begin to do what you couldn't do before. With knee problem, begin to test yourself right now. Even this very moment. There is heat. All of a sudden, the problem you have, the, the place you have problem with, you feel that there is a heat coming onto that place. It is, the, it is the anointing of God that is touching your body right now. In the name that is above every other name, I want you to put your hand wherever you are hurting. And if there's too many places, put your hand on top of your head. Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I condemn sickness in their body. I condemn sickness in their body. I condemn sickness in your body now. I lose the healing virtue to touch your body. I declare you healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. You spirit that causes hardness of hearing, I adjourn you now in Jesus' name. I command you to lose your hold over her life, lose your hold over his life, and come out now in Jesus' name. I command your hearing to be perfect. Your hearing to be cleared in the name of Jesus Christ. I command your speech to clear now. In the name of Jesus, I curse stroke and I curse paralysis. 
in the name of Jesus, let your body begin to work. Let your let paralysis begin to disappear. Let that pain in your back go away. Brand new born. Father, let there be a creative miracle. New bones, new blood. In the name of Jesus, let that headache, pain disappear out of their body. Let their sight be cleared. Oh God, stretch forth your hands, oh God. Do that which only you can do. Heal your children now. Let them know, oh God, that it is you. It is your word that works, that your word is true. And you cannot deny yourself. Father, let miracles take place in their body. Let healings take place in their body. As they begin to move what they couldn't move, all of a sudden, let strength be infused into their body. Let digestive problems disappear. Let blood issues be cleared. Let abdominal issues be healed. Let fibroid begin to shrink and dis disappear. Let lobes disappear out of their breast. In the mighty name of Jesus, let growth disappear now in the name of Jesus Christ. You are healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, I want you to begin to move your body. I want you to begin to test yourself. I curse cancer. Hallelujah. Let cancer lose its power. Let cancer die out of your body now. In Jesus' name. Tumor, shrink, dissipate out of your body now. Be healed now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what he's doing there? is he speaking the word over your body. By doing that, we're taking authority over any cancer, over any diabetes, over any blood pressure problems, whatever. In Romans 10, the Bible says, don't say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven to bring Jesus down from, from above? And it says, don't say in your heart, who will go down to the abyss as if Jesus were still dead to bring him back up. It says, the word is near you, even in your heart and in your mind, the word of faith which we preached. What Paul essentially is saying there is, there's people who think that if Jesus were physically present, he'd be able to help me. If Jesus were physically present next to me and he touched me, if only that would happen, I would believe and I would get healed. It's the Thomas faith. I can, I, I'll see his hand or the print in his hands and if I can see the hole in his side, I'll believe. But Paul says, you don't have to bring Christ down from above. He says, the Word, remember, in the beginning was the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word by itself, as Kofi's been praying and been speaking the Word over you, the Word is just as powerful as if Jesus himself were standing right next to you right now and touching your body, touching that tumor, touching that growth. The Word released in faith. He says, don't say who's going to bring Jesus down from above. He says, the word is near you, it's in your heart, and it's in your mouth. We speak, and we call those things which be not as though they are. And the, you know, Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, the first crusade that he ever did, he was thrown into it. The, he was serving another ministry, and the, the evangelist had, for some odd reason, wasn't able to be there. And so they said, Brother Bonnke, you're next in line, you're next to bat. And so he got up on the platform. And he, he was praying as the worship was going on, and he began to pray, Lord, I don't know what to say. I've never done one of these before. Da, da, da. And the Lord said, my son, 
My word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth the first time I spoke it. My word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth the first time I spoke it. So as Evangelist Kofi has been speaking those things in, I know some of you have already, you've already felt the power hit you. You felt a fire. We've seen the comment section. Some of you have already received it. But I don't want you to, oh, I didn't feel anything right now. You, by the end of this broadcast, I'm telling you, if you'll do like that centurion, just speak the word and I know my servant will be healed. I don't need, I'm not against the laying on of hands. I'm not against anointing with oil. I'm not against prayer, prayer cloths. I can tell you testimony upon testimony of things that have happened in that, in that way. Miracles that we've seen God work in that way. However, and the Bible agrees with me on this. Rather, I agree with the Bible on this. The best way to receive divine healing and the best way to receive a miracle for your body is simply by hearing and believing. That's, the Bible says they came to Jesus to hear Him and believe. To hear Him and believe. I believe that things have already shifted for you in your body. And if it hasn't, I'm telling you, by the end of this broadcast, the Lord is going to touch your body. Whatever was weak will be converted into strength in Jesus' mighty name. Go on, Kofi, with what you were going to say. No, you know, I just want you to continue to thank God throughout the day. And one of the greatest mistakes you could make, I know God answers my prayers. But one of the greatest mistakes you can make is, oh, I don't, I don't feel any difference. Yeah. The Bible said that he sent forth his word. I've prayed. You feel a difference. You would, you would testify. You would That's know. Right. You know, so just continue to check yourself. Continue. Do what you couldn't do before until. Let me show you a scripture and then I'm done. And this proves that there is a way out of every situation. You know the story of uh, Esau, Jacob and Esau. Jake, es Jacob stole Esau's blessings. So in Genesis chapter 27, verse 40, Esau went to his father crying and said, don't you have any more blessings for me? It, was this the only blessing you had for me? Hmm. And he said to him that I don't have, in verse 39, he said, then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dews of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass. When you become restless. Listen to yeah. this. When you become sick That's and good. tired of serving your brother. When you become sick and tired of becoming the number two of your brother. Then that yoke shall be broken off from your neck. So it doesn't matter. That's why I don't believe in generational curses. I don't believe in anything. Continue to give thanks to God and say, God, this is my time. This is my day. I've received it and I know that I am healed. And continue. If you couldn't walk, just get up and walk. If you couldn't hear, begin to hear. We, we, this is what we do at our crusade. This is what we do everywhere. And we That's get right. testimonies and it happens. And you are, not, you are no different from those that God has healed. The Bible said that he's not a respecter of person. He doesn't heal one. And forgets about the other. That's right. So rejoice. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to hearing your testimonies. You know, God has never said to faith in operation, come back tomorrow. God has never said to someone who came to him in faith, come back tomorrow. God has and never you know, people said are already testifying in the comments of 
you know, healing. So, which means if God has healed one, then he would heal you too. That's right. That's right. You know, God never said to someone who came to him for repentance and said, come back tomorrow. If God will give you salvation on the spot, he'll give you everything else on the spot. Yep. Every day is God's day. The day you decide to believe and receive becomes your day. Proverbs 3, 26, 27. I, I, every time I preach on miracles, I talk about this. The Bible says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power, in your hand, to do something about it. Don't say to your neighbor, Go and come back tomorrow, if you have power to help him today. God is not going to be more powerful tomorrow than he is today. God's not going to love you more tomorrow than he is today. God's not going to be more willing to heal you tomorrow than he is willing to heal you today. It's about, it has everything to do with taking your plug and branching it into the power of God by faith so that you can receive that transmission. Faith is the invitation of God's intervention. Faith is the invitation of God's intervention. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's why I love how Evangelist Kofi put it. He put it in such a way where he's, he's, he's poking you. He talked about the women with the issue of blood. Twelve years in that affliction. He's poking you. You've dwelt along this mountain long enough. It's enough. You have to come to a point of enough is enough. And not this frustrated thing where you start whining, God, I can't believe enough is enough. I mean, enough is enough. I have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I can bind at will and I can loose at will. You foul, bony, buddy devil. I bind you now. I bind your work in my house. I bind every evidence of your presence in my body. And I loose in its stead the healing virtue of the resurrection life of Jesus in my body. Enough is enough. Yeah, enough is enough is an attitude that I think uh, many people lose. And, you know, and sometimes it's understandable because if you've been dealing with an issue for so long, you just learn how to, you learn to, to live with it. But for the Christian, if you know the plan of God, the will of God for your life, then you should live your life in such a way that you resist everything that is contrary to God's will. Because the enough, enough is the enough is enough attitude. Basically, what it says is that I know what is mine, and until I get what is mine, I refuse to give up. That's right. Let me tell you this: faith, faith would always push you to have what your faith, what you have believed you could have. You have to understand. And I, I, I say that I speak like this. This is not how I preach. I, I preach very loud and strong. But I want you to really get, get this. I want you to really understand this. That no situation is permanent. That's good. And you can turn every situation around. Get keyword you. I didn't say that God can turn. Because the attitude you develop towards your sickness will determine how you come out of it. You know, one of our pastors went and prayed for, I think, a little child, a boy, four-year-old. The doctors had a brain tumor. The doctors said that he only had two weeks to live. Two weeks, I'm telling you. This is not like a made-up story. 
two weeks to live. My, the pastor said when he went to the hospital, there were like pins, like screws coming out of the child's head. I, you know, I don't know how they do those things. Coming out, two weeks to live. He said when you went, you, went, you walked into the hospital, you know, just imagine in a hospital where parents know that they're going to lose their child. There is no ounce of joy. He said, I went there and I prayed and I prayed. Those were his words. He said, I prayed and I prayed. Because when I went there, I knew that something needed to be done. Hallelujah. And he says that three months passed. He just heard back from the lady. Yesterday, the lady was at church with that little boy. And wow. the kid was running around completely Hallelujah. healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's good. Completely healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's in your church. That's in our church. Yeah, that's not a story you heard somewhere else. That's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's in Pittsburgh, you know. Yeah. I remember we were in a crusade in Ghana. A lady showed us her breast. You know, in a village, no medical attention, nothing. Breast cancer, eating up the breast. We prayed for her. No matter of fact, I didn't pray for her. I heard a testimony afterwards, actually. I think I had a word of knowledge, and I said that God is healing somebody, somebody's breast. That's a very weird, weird word of knowledge to give. And this lady wrote us, like, my crusade, went to my crusade director, told him the story. She was scheduled to go into the big city, which was six hours from where she was, to go get her breast cut off because of the cancers eating her breast. Nasty sore. And God instantly healed her, and the sore and everything dried up. Really? That was not the last one. Actually, I have it on video. If I had the ability, I would have played it if I had thought of it earlier. I was in Tanzania. This guy had an open sore. I don't know what it was, but it was open. Had it for many years. Then they've treated it, and the sore wasn't going. Open sore in his belly, lifted up. Stuff oozing out, nasty stuff coming out. And in the crusade, a brand new skin came and covered the soul. So you see, God does work and he's still working. When you make up your mind today, the problem, you know, and you have to understand that this broadcast, the way we are doing it is in such a way, it's like talking to you in your living room. I'm trying to let you know that your you don't have to remain in that situation another day. At some point, something should just stir you up and say that, you know what? Just like the blind Bartimaeus, when he got up, he threw away his beggar clothes. That's right. And just ran. At some point, something should just stir you up and say, enough is enough. I'm out of this sickness. I'm done with this infirmity. I'm done with this pain because one of the things you know i prayed for a lady and i knew she wasn't going to get healed because i prayed for her and i said do what you couldn't do before she said, ah, we'll see about it tonight i'll let you know mm. how it goes and just walked away that was you know it, as much as she might say that she's desperate there was no desperation there yeah it's true you can turn that situation around hallelujah you know i'm reminded of a story recently in saskatchewan when i was preaching there there was a lady that came on monday night and tuesday night she had 
tumors all throughout her body. Uh, and she, they, were, they were validated. I mean, she had like a certificate. She had like the x-rays to prove it. She had two tumors. This wasn't just, I feel like this, there were tumors on the x-ray all throughout her body. Wow. Uh, her breast and everything. And she came on Tuesday and I had announced, I think on Wednesday, that I was going to pray for the sick and all that. She, the thing is, is she could not make it on Wednesday because she had a doctor's appointment to do her uh, another, or sorry, it was a therapy, something to alleviate the pain. So she had an appointment on Wednesday night, so she could not make it. Most people would have just said, I'll just come Thursday and ask him for special prayer at the end. But she, she, she understood, though, you know, God has patterns. God has blueprints. Jesus yep. taught, preached, and healed the sick. Acts 14, Paul was preaching, and a man was lame, crippled from his mother's womb, had faith to be healed. Well, what do he you think saw, the Bible said that he saw. Yeah. See, he saw that he had faith to be healed. So, you see, that is why you have to intentionally develop your faith in those areas. You know, I don't know what you are believing God for. And I know that we have prayed, and I know that you've believed, and I know that God is going to confirm his word, and he's going to answer our prayer in your life. I know that your days of trouble is over. I know that Amen. your days of sickness is over. I know that whatever battle you battled before today, it will not follow you to the next day. Hallelujah. Rejoice. I know that. God is doing that. God has done that for you. Rejoice. Praise him. Right. Thank God for healing, opening your deaf ears. Thank God for um, taking away tumors from, from your life. Thank God. Because a new day, today is a new day. That's right. Today is a new day. God has done that for you. Because that is what he wants to do for you. Amen. So when that desperation is there, when you grow restless, the yoke shall be broken. The yoke will be broken. That's right. Amen. So that is the attitude, the restlessness. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's good. No. This is not how I was created. I was created for better things. I was created for better things. Yeah. God gave me legs to walk. Yeah, but preacher, I'm trying to walk and it's not working. Oh, I'm going to try till I walk. Because God gave me these legs to walk. Preacher, but I, can't, I still cannot hear. Oh, I don't care. God gave me these ears to hear. That's right. Let me, I told a story a few days ago. It was kind of like it was a joke. Um, it was kind of like a joke. But it was actually true. I, um, in a, I started experiencing reactions every time I had anything with lactose in it. You know, when I eat ice cream and, <laughs> oh man, I love ice cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I love, I'm, we are on a period of prayer and fasting. I'm, I'm thinking about um, Haagen-Dazs vanilla bean ice cream. You know what I'm thinking of? That. The crumble cookies that you took me to. The crumble cookies? You know, I'm, I, the crumble cookies I can't have too much, but the vanilla ice, the Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream, it's like, it's a jam. It's gold. Or the dolce de leche. I love ice cream. But every time I, I eat ice cream, it affects my stomach. It upsets <laughs> my stomach. Or every time I drink mm. milk, it upsets my stomach. 
Somebody say, yeah, then why don't you stop eating ice cream? God created me to enjoy life, not in, to endure. Come on. So you know what? I started eating more ice cream <laughs> until, you know, so then I was, so basically what that happens when you are lactose intolerant, that's what happens. So I decided that I would make lactose intolerant to me. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you should do that. There are certain things you should just give it up instead of like, you know, but that is just me. I, I'm usually, I hate when people tell me what to do. I try to do opposite of what people tell me what to do. So I started eating ice cream, started eating ice cream until my body adjusted to it. That's me. I'm not, it's not an advice for you. I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> but I'm saying that in, in line of, sure. if you don't want something, you get rid of it. That's right. If you hate being sick, get rid of the sickness. That's right. If you, you are tired of having hardness of hearing, get rid of the hardness of hearing. How do you get rid of it? Go see what the word of God says. I was tired of running to the bathroom all the time. So I got rid of it. You understand what I'm saying? There has to be an attitude that is developed on the inside of you. That says that I, I have not been created to be sick. I have not been created to be sick. But I've been created to live in divine health. And that is what I'm going to enjoy. That is what I'm going to live. Some people are writing. They want me to finish the story for Saskatchewan. The woman in oh, Saskatchewan. They think she's like dead. So <laughs> she, she didn't die. The good news is she canceled her appointment. And most people wouldn't have done that. Most people would have said, I'll come Thursday. She canceled her appointment Wednesday night. She got to the meeting. I didn't lay hands on her. I didn't touch her. She came back on Thursday. She had a, a, a scan Thursday morning scheduled. She came back Thursday night. Uh, the doctor had said all the, all, I'm not, I know it sounds crazy, all the tumor, because she had many, but all the tumor, there was not one tumor left. All the tumors had left her body, disintegrated, totally left her body. So going back to what Evangelist Kofi said, there was this desperation there. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Kofi, I want you to pray since you brought it up. And there's people writing in the chat. Uh, I want you to pray for intestinal issues. I think that's one of the most like, and you know it because you just talked about it. But I think it's one of the most like garbage things people can have. Because it really, food is fun. I mean, we're fasting and praying, but food is fun. Food is a pleasure of life. God doesn't hate food. God, God made food. God yep. likes food. There's going to be food in heaven. And there's people, specifically, specifically Tosh, I saw right, I'm not able to touch or eat things that I want to eat. And that's no way to live. That's that's not, that's not a way to live. No. And I'm not saying you go and gorge yourself into a scooter. But I mean, like, being able to have things that you like. Kofi likes ice cream. I like spicy food. If I had an intestinal tract that could not handle spicy food, and anytime I ate spicy food, I couldn't have it before I preach because... <laughs> Anyways, you know, that would suck. I, I would hate for that. And there's people that go through that. So Evangelist Kofi's going to pray. Someone's going for an endoscope in a week. There you go. Well, anyone that's going for any type of colonoscopy or has colon problems, you know, the greatest colon cleanse you can have 
is the power of God cleaning you out. So, evangelist, take it away. I want you to put your hand on your belly. And I want you to believe that as we pray, is this is the end of that problem. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe. I want you to picture Jesus. His nail-scarred hands underneath your hand. Come on. Just picture Jesus putting his hands softly mm. and gently on your belly. I want you to picture that right now. And I want you to picture Jesus washing your intestines Hallelujah. with his surgical hands, fixing every problem that is in your belly. I want you to picture Jesus taking away whatever causes that problem Hallelujah. in your belly. Jesus standing before you, taking that away from you. Just picture that. He's doing it. Picture him doing it right now. Thank you, and picture as I pray, whatever problem you had, Jesus taking it away. Picture yourself giving all your intestine, intestinal problems, eternal problems. Picture you handing it over to Christ. Colon cancer, whatever it might be. I want you to picture just giving it, put it in the hands of Christ, and Jesus taking it away. Father, in the name of Jesus. Let every problem in their intestines, every problem that is causing them pain, causing them not being able to eat, let it be healed now. Let Hallelujah. it be condemned now. I condemn it by the authority of scriptures. Satan, take your hands off from them. Let every demonic deposit that causes upset in your body come out of your body now. Mm. Let every chemical imbalance be balanced now. Let every problem in your belly, in your body be healed now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, be healed let every allergic problem be washed away by the blood of Jesus. Let your body be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Be healed. Ah, There is somebody, I don't know, there is somebody watching me. I want to specifically pray if you would know, if, let me know. There is somebody you're dealing with dizziness. Hmm. If you are in the comments, I want you to Put an emoji hand up or just write, it is me. You deal with dizziness. I don't know if it is because of your what I'm, intestine problem, but dizziness, it comes from, be, from behind you. It's like you start feeling it from the back of your neck and you get dizzy. dizzy. It, comes, it goes in and out. If you are that person, I want to pray for you specifically. I want to pray for you specifically. I want you to put your hand on the top of your head in the name of Jesus. You foul devil tormenting their life, plaguing their life. I command you to lose your hold now. Lose your hold now. 
I set you free by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, be set free now. In Jesus' name. I command all this dizziness to go, all this dizziness to leave your body. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let all your intestines right now declare that when you begin to eat, you shall hold food. You shall not have any problems with food, intake of food. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the anointing very strong right now. When you eat, next time you eat, pray before you eat. Just bless the food. Bless it to my body. My body for your service. Always make sure. That's why we pray for our food. You don't know what they put in your food today. When you pray over your food, whatever chemicals or whatever they put in your food, it's going to get neutralized. And your body's going to absorb it properly. You know, the Bible says, I'm going to finish with this. 2 Thessalonians 1.11 Therefore we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness, which part of the good pleasure of His goodness is making you well. Fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness. And listen to this, 2 Thessalonians 1.11, and the work of faith with power. God fulfills the work of faith with His power. The work of faith compels His power to come. We have just done the work of faith. Yep. We've taught on it. We've preached on it. Now, it's your, it's your job to do the work of faith, which is to move what you couldn't move, get up, eat what you couldn't eat, whatever you have to do. For, do the work of faith. God can only fulfill or bring His power on someone who has fulfilled the work of faith. God's power is there. It's the work of faith that provokes it for intervention. So the work of faith is what compels, magnetically pulls in the power of God. We've done the work of faith now. Now expect. Expect. Everything's turning for you today in Jesus' name. I need to do this before we close up. If you're watching me right now and you've never given your life to Jesus, you need to do so here and now, not tomorrow. The Bible says there was a King Festus in the book of Acts that heard Paul preach about judgment and resurrection and Jesus' return. And he said, the Bible says that he, he put Paul away and called on him or intended to call him at a more opportune time. But that opportune time didn't come because Paul was transferred lately, uh, soon after that. He didn't have a more opportune time. The, the most opportune time to be saved is here and now. We named our ministry Salvation Now because today's the day of salvation. Now's the day to be saved. God wants to help you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to break the hold of sin off your life and, and, and put His blessing in, in its stead. The Bible says, as many as received Jesus, to them gave He power to become a child of God. We're not all automatically born children of God. I know the world loves to say we're all children of God. We're not all children of God. Jesus said, there are the sons of the kingdom and there's the sons of the devil. And until you come to Christ, you don't belong to the sons of the kingdom. The call of the gospel is both universal and exclusive. It's universal in that whosoever believes can be saved. But it's exclusive in that only those who believe can become children of God. Become a child of God today. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, depart from your to depart from uh, the unclean thing. Touch not the unclean thing. Depart from this world 
and I will receive you to myself, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, and I will be a father to you. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've made that decision? It begins with a choice. You have to choose. You choose the world or you choose Jesus today. After this moment, you, you'll, you're, you're, uh, you're responsible with what you did with the message of the gospel. You could either choose to reject or choose to accept Him today into your heart. There's no neutral state or neutral position. I'll take a moment. No, you either choose to accept or choose to reject. Accept Christ into your heart today. If you have given your life to Jesus in times past, but you've fallen away, you're no longer living for the Lord. The fire has gone out. You've become lukewarm. You're not ready to meet Jesus when He comes back, which will be soon. You want to rededicate your life to Christ today. Do it with me right now. Pray this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. God hears you when you pray this. Say this out loud. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess Jesus is Lord of my life. I will live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me strong where I was weak. Break every sin. Heal everybody. Touch me, Lord, and I'll never be the same. Today, I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything becomes new. Heaven is now my home. God is my Father. Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And the devil is of no relation at all. I am saved. I am healed. I am forgiven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to go on my website, salvationnow.ca. The first link that pops up is I just got saved. Click that link. Fill out the form. It, uh, I need your address because I want to send something to you free of charge. It's a package we've prepared for you as a way of welcoming you into the kingdom of God and a way of helping you out. There's a Bible. There's some reading material by Till Osborne that's going to greatly help you. I want to help you. Let me help you. Salvationnow.ca, first link that pops up. I just got saved. Click it. Fill it out. I'll get that to you as soon as possible. For everyone else that's watching, thank you for tuning in and sticking on. We're gonna, uh, I wanna bless our brother Kofi today, and so I wanna take up an offering. Um, if you'd like to sow into this ministry, I'd encourage you to do so uh, now. By, if you've been blessed by this broadcast, if the Lord's touched you, if, uh, if the Word of God has, has encouraged and inspired you, I would encourage you to sow something. Um, I'm gonna sow into Kofi's life and into his, uh, into his ministry. We've always done that. Details are on the screen. Salvationnow.ca slash give. You can give by PayPal. You can do e-transfer if you're in Canada. You can send mail to the address provided on the screen. And uh, I want to thank everyone that gives from the bottom of my heart. And I've taught uh, at length on the offering. And uh, I'll never stop. I'll never stop telling you that when you give, the Bible says... Given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, falling over into your lap. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Because the blessing that comes in when you give is greater than if you just receive something. As you sow, and you're sowing into kingdom work, Evangelist Kofi, myself, we're, we're kingdom players, man. We, 
you, you look at his ministry, he's doing crusades. You look at our ministry, we're doing crusades. It's good, fertile ground. You know, it's not just the, the seed is important. The seed is very important because you can have garbage seed and, and throw it on good soil, but it's not going to produce a very luscious fruit. However, the seed is not the only thing that's important. Matter of fact, it's not even the most important. It's the ground. Seed is important. You're not going to reap anything unless you sow seed. You can't just sow time. Seed is, is, is your finances, what you give from your, from, from your financial, uh, your, your finances. But the ground is of utmost importance. Because if you take good seed engineered by Israeli scientists and throw it on concrete, it will not produce anything. And there's some ministries that they don't win the loss. They don't, they don't go out for souls. They're concrete ground. Uh, any, I've said this before. Any ministry that does not win the loss has forfeited its biblical right to exist. Any ministry that does not win the loss has forfeited its biblical right to exist. This ministry, it's lost. we've come to seek and to save that which is lost. It's, it's fertile. We have testimony after testimony of people that have sown and in the same, not, not even long after, have reaped. And so I'd encourage you to sow. Sow something of significance to you. Ask the Lord what He'd have you do and obey. Don't just ask, obey. And I'm telling you, when the Lord tells you, it's never, it's never, uh, it's never, it's always going to be something that challenges. Let me just put it that way. When the Lord tells you to give, it'll always be something that challenges you. Abraham, give your son whom you love. I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. I don't teach on the offering, and I don't preach on the offering so I can get a bigger offering. Our offerings are determined by what we give as a ministry. I don't teach and preach so I can get more. I teach and preach so that I can inform you on what the Bible says about these things so that you can make a faith action as you give. Remember, whatever is not of faith is sin, including giving. We give in faith. We give in faith. In faith that God's receiving our worship in this, in this seed and that God is going to respond by making all our needs supplied according to His glorious riches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know why the chat went on the screen. I have no idea how that happened. Oh, I must have clicked the button. Evangelist Kofi, thank you so much for joining me, man. No, it's it's a great honor. I really I really appreciate the opportunity. And I love you. I love you, you, your whole family, your wife, your kids are great. Tell them how uh, they can con like uh, get in touch with you, Instagram and. Uh, yeah, Instagram is evangelist underscore Kofi, and then YouTube is um, evangelist Kofi Champon. So, and then uh, my website is worldevangelistic.com. W O R L D E V A N G E L I S T dot com. World Evangelistic dot com. World Evangelistic dot com. If you like, I would highly encourage you to partner with his ministry. He, he goes into like the rough places when he does his crusades. He goes into very rough places. Uh, when he goes to Tamale Ghana, that's a heavily Muslim area yep. and he goes unashamed of the, of the gospel and and sees miracles i mean demons coming out of people left right and center too much to even count 
and he's going again this year. And uh, I would highly, highly recommend you pray about partnering with his ministry. And uh, it's fruitful. It's very fruitful ground. I'd, I'd encourage you to do that. And then also on his YouTube, subscribe to his YouTube channel. I put, I put it in the link. Uh, I put the, I'm going to put the link in the description. I didn't put it because I had scheduled all these before I even asked you to come on. But I'm going to put the link in the description. I, I would love for you to go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. I think he's got a, a little over 600 or something right now. It'd be great if we can bring him, at least get him, get him like 100 subs. What is he at? 567. If we can get him to five, 650, that would be awesome. That, that for me would be... That would be a, a, a great, great number to, to, to get to. Do you pour into young men of God, Kofi? Someone's asking you a question. Yeah, you know, we pour into everybody. We preach. Um, I, I really don't understand that question, but <laughs> if I, you know, we, yeah, just like TJ does, we preach, we, we minister. Someone yeah. just said you should join Kofi on a crusade. We actually talked about it. We did. Um, this year, right, TJ? So I would, I would have to, right now, my crusade director, right now, thank God, I have two people now. So my crusade director is um, two different teams are working in two different um, areas. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into crusade planning. You, it's not like you don't just schedule a date. There's yeah. a lot. So I only have tentative dates. I don't have like a solid date now. So when we get a date, I'm going to pitch it to him. And if it works with his calendar and he wants to come, he could either, you know, either come for I'm, a few days I'd or come to. for the it's whole gonna be so crusade. Fun. Yeah. It'll be, I've never been to Africa. And I, I think I'm, I'm probably the best person for you to, to go with. The best person to go with? I believe so because you would have fun. And I think Ghana would be a nice place to start, huh? Ghana is a nice place to start, yeah. I love my Ghanaian friends. Um, people are, I want to hear angels sing. Okay. He want to hear angels sing. Then just Die and Kofi, go to start heaven. singing. Kofi, start singing. Yeah. You want to hear an angel sing? I <laughs> see. <laughs> when you die and go to heaven, you hear angels sing. Connie asked, any plans for Tanzania again? I want to tell my family to come. Any plans for Tanzania again? I don't have any plans for Tanzania. When something opens up, I will go. You know, um, I did not. Let me, you know, or let me put it. I, I just yeah. Let me. Be, I did not enjoy the last time I was there. Not because of the people, but because of the way things were organized. So, I love the Tanzania people. Great. Some of probably, some of the most respectful people and humble people I've ever met. Very laid back. I love the food pilau. Man, I was thinking about pilau yesterday on the fast. So when an opportunity, a good opportunity opens up for us to go to Tanzania, I'll definitely go. But for now, I wouldn't want to work with my connect in Tanzania. Someone That's just what asked, what is Kofi's favorite course to teach at RTBI? John, my favorite uh, course to teach at RTBI yeah. is the courses I'm teaching this semester. I'm teaching on um, Christ the Healer and evangelism. I believe those are like my, that's my field. So those are my favorite courses so far. Uh, let's take, let's take a couple of more questions. Kofi, you have time for a question? I have time. 
Put down some questions. Kofi is a wise, wise man. TJ is going to Africa this year in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm being pushed into it. I, I, I would love to go. Uh, yeah, if, everything if you and everything, pray that prayer, then you 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 uh, put your faith to work by writing a big check. Amen. It's not cheap to go to Africa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, TJ is going to Africa in Jesus' name. Yeah. Why don't you underwrite the crusade? <laughs> you know, if you underwrite the crusade, he will be there next week. <laughs> Marisa said, what is your favorite memory together, me and you? What is our favorite memory? Some together? things we can't say on on camera, though. No, nah, there's I can't say things on camera. You know, I used to make fun of TJ all the time when we were in school, because <laughs> I just make fun of people. Maybe not not his favorite moment, but my favorite. <laughs> and you know, it's like the TJ. You know, he's from Canada. I'm just wild. So then he doesn't know what to do with me. It's like, you know, yeah. But every time I'm with TJ, it's like fun, cause now he's also getting used to it. So it's like, I make fun of him, he makes fun back. So it's just, <laughs> now it's like even now. But one way in school, it was pretty funny. Kofi but, brings out yeah. the worst in me. Uh, <laughs> Kofi, how long have you been saved? I got saved in 2011. Do the math. <laughs> That's a, a 12 years. Yeah, I got saved in 2012. I didn't know you got saved in 2011. Someone, uh, John Herrera again. What has been one of your favorite miracles you've seen in one of your crusades? To be honest with you, be, because of the way miracles happened, um, because every, you know, you have to understand this. When you are preaching, just as you are believing God to heal you, I'm believing God to do something. So when something happens, I am as shocked and I'm as surprised and I am, I am as happy. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I can say that I, this is my favorite miracle. Every miracle, it just, it brings the same thing out of me like did it really happen it's true you know i was preaching and a lady just got up her eyes got open she was blind her eyes just got open i was like the next day no eyes got open but people that couldn't walk properly started walking yeah i heard there was a lady that said she couldn't move her arm and all of a sudden she felt something leave her arm and she was able to move her arm the same thing it was like because jesus does it you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yeah I like this question. Is a young man supposed to look for a spiritual father or do you wait for God to send you one? Is a young man supposed to look for a spiritual father? I never looked for a spiritual father. Um, well, if you feel like you need a spiritual father, you can pray to God. You can bring that to God. You can ask him, God, I need a mentor. I need a father who can help me get, learn your ways. And God would orchestrate that for you. But in terms of like going around like asking, can I be your spiritual son? Can I be, you know, just like your, when you have my kid, Josiah never called me and said, hey, can I be, can I be your son? And I was like, oh, I'll think about it. Hey, Chi Chi, let's go. You know, it doesn't work that way. So you could ask God and God will bring you um, somebody your path and you the will The way know. I see it is like, Jesus went to the mountain and prayed and he came and chose whom he himself wanted yep. as his disciples. I think that the best way to do anything is to let God make the connection. Let God make the connection. They'll feel it in their spirit. Like Howard Carter and Lester Sumrall, how it happened there. Yep. Howard, he, he, um, Lester Sumrall grabbed his arm and he said, you know, I'll go with you over the mountains. And he didn't even know what was happening. 
And then yep. Howard Carter opened up his diary from a year ago, the prophecy, a young man will come to you and he'll say these exact words. Yep. And then he took him on as his spiritual son and taught him many things. So I think, yeah. And then, you know, whilst you wait, if you see any ministry that you admire, just for, like, you know, you admire TJ, just follow, follow him. Yeah. Watch everything he, he puts out. Listen to everything, read everything he puts out and follow. And through that, yeah. you know, because, you know, you can build a spiritual connection. Through that, God can even, without you ever meet him, God can take a portion of his spirit and put on you. Or God will make that connection where mm -hmm. you guys cross paths and you guys, God puts a love in him for you. God puts a love in you for him and then it just flows from there. Yeah. Kofi used to have us call him Papa in the Bible College. What you said? Kofi used to have us call us call you Papa in Bible College. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for, for coming on again. Really love you. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji. Or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you, and until next time. Thank you.